Welcome to the Tales of Adventure podcast. Tales of Adventure is an improvised Dungeons and Dragons show performed live in front of an audience at the Bristol Improv Theatre. We follow the amusing and often absurd adventures of Bagsy Badley, Trim Tosscobble, the Reverend Hatchet, and Jeffrey Banjo as they haphazardly muddle their way through a world full of magic, mystery, and mischief. Star Laws, Part 1. Since the dawn of history, people have told stories of great heroes and terrible villains. Since approximately the 1970s, nerds have used role-playing games to step into the shoes of these dynamic characters, escaping into worlds of fantasy where wizards and warriors, hawks and elves, and even, dare I say, without infringing copyright, Dragons and Dungeons take center stage. Tonight's story is just one of many such tales of adventure. These are our protagonists of arguable moral character. Jeffrey Banjo, half-elf bard. Hello, everyone. Thanks for the dubious ooze. Appreciate that. And a shout-out to all the fanjos out there. I know there's loads. So, um, we've, been, we've been in this mysterious place. There's a lot of metal around. There's lots of weird material around. There's some shiny things. There's some lighty things. There's some vending things. We've eaten what's come out of the vending things. <laughs> that may have been a dubious decision. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we also there's this, uh, this new wizard guy that's been around... Not sure how I feel about him yet. He's apparently an amazing adventurer. I'm not sure if I'm jealous or I want him to kind of hang around for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, prank update. Uh, I got on the back of uh, got on the back of uh, Bagsy's cloak. Dragon Bard is my hero, and she's not noticed it yet. <laughs> Classic prank. Uh, mostly human druid, Reverend Hatchet. Hello! Um, so we've been wandering around this series of uh, metallic corridors, and last time we met what uh, we described as some mossy Ewoks, um, which I was incredibly pleased at because I found affinity in my planty friends. Um, I did decide not to impersonate their god, but I cannot promise the same going forwards. <laughs> A uh, special guest adventurer, Mouthford Higgledy Stain, no wizards. <laughs> what? Well, you can all guess what that fucking is, can't you? Hello, everybody. My name is Mouthford Higgledy Stain. I am a, uh, I am a, I'm a gnome wizard. And I, uh, I saw a shooting star, and because I'm an adventurer with my own group, I thought I'd come across this thing and find out what's it all about. Uh, stumbled upon these fools, and thought, uh, thought I'd adventure with them to show off my incredible skills as an adventurer. Uh, of course, I, I am the leader of the gang Mouthford's Marauders, 
Um, yes, some <laughs> some fans in the audience. Uh, and I've got three of my friends with me. Uh, Sparkles McSpark Spark. Yes, we all remember him. Wields uh, three whips, one in each hand and one in the mouth. I, <laughs> I forgot about that, yes. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones, but afraid of aliens. Uh, and, uh, and my personal favorite, Dr. Dufuckle. <laughs> A Dutch name, of course. Um, and I, I can't go, I can't do adventuring without my faithful steed, my uh, Shetland pony, uh, also known as Maximus. Uh, I ride him. <laughs> Tragically not appearing in this adventure is Trim Toss Cobble, half halfling, half goblin, rogue slash warlock slash barbarian. <laughs> She's laughing at her life choices. <laughs> That's very cruel. Uh, very cruel to her friends. It's Bagsy Badly, half orc paladin. Hello. Thank you. Um, Jeffrey, I've noticed, has been laughing whenever he's behind me. So what I might do is punch him in his stupid face. If he does it again. A um, classic prank. Yeah. <laughs> he won't see it coming. Um, and I'm not so sure about this Malford guy. Uh, he's grown on me a little bit. I did snap one of his legs. Um, which which was made of wood. He's not as tall as four feet as one would assume. He's actually only two feet tall. Um, and might not kill him. We'll see. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, indeed. Uh, tonight's adventure, we are continuing through classic dungeon module S3, Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Ooh. Tonight's episode is episode two. Star Laws. Is that more of a groan? <laughs> no pleasing some people. First you want jokes that are funny at the start of the episode before you get to the content in the episode. Now you want jokes that are actually funny. <laughs> God. Uh, so the beginning of this episode finds our protagonists in what you might best describe as sort of like a cafeteria area inside this dungeon. Uh, the wall, the walls are metal, just like all the walls have been, and the floor is metal, just like all the floors have been, except the ceiling is made of a strange kind of white horn-type material that I may give up on describing euphemistically as horn and just say it's plastic. <laughs> Even though none of the characters know what plastic is. <laughs> Uh, that glows from within with a strange light. Ooh, it's electric. <laughs> there are several long tables, many of them overturned, and the floor is littered with detritus, but it's quite hard to see the floor, because in here with you are approximately 250 small plant creatures, all of which are fawning around you and offering you trays full of nutrient paste. Mm, paste that they've taken from strange boxes on the wall that they pressed some buttons on and there was, there was a vague humming noise for about 30 seconds and then they went, ping! And the food came out of them and was hot and you, you, you ate it. Mm. Nom, 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 oh. nom, nom. I didn't eat it. Everyone except Malford ate it. Mm. We're guests here. That is so rude. Nom, 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 <laughs> nom, nom, nom. 
Okay, bad news. <laughs> there's there's no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the bad news is that according to the adventure module, there's a fifty percent chance that the uh, food machines have malfunctioned and produced poisonous foods. Oh. Well, that wasn't the bad news. The bad news was that all of your food was poisonous. <laughs> Is it like an immediate poison or is in like four hours there's going to be a problem? Uh, that is a very good question. <laughs> Reverend Hatchet, you are poisons. How do you feel? Um, no, no, this is, this is oh. the condition poisons. Oh. oh. A lot of people don't realise this, but when you're poisoned, that doesn't always mean that you're poisoned. Do I not all poisons poison you. <laughs> do I just feel like I've got a bit of a blubby tummy, but it'll kind of, I can walk it off? Uh, I mean, you can still walk. Need some fresh air. Uh, it's hard to find underground. So, uh, poisoned. A poisoned creature has disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks. That's you. Cool. There, there is a helpful picture here in uh, the player's handbook, uh, which kind of elucidates a little on that brief description with a picture of a man. Uh, holding one hand over his stomach and the other over his mouth and looking regretful as a mug of spilled ale. Well, thankfully, because I'm already so filthy, you can't really tell if I throw up on myself a bit. <laughs> so I can just kind of, uh, a little bit of vomit, and it just kind of gets lost in the straggly beards and robes and bit worms and stuff. A dramatic conclusion to one of last episode's cliffhangers. <laughs> The second of last episode's cliffhangers, though, approaches closer down the corridor as the strange metallic clanging sounds that were echoing down that metal corridor outside are getting closer. Do they sound aggressive? Veggie pygmies. What are they doing? How are they reacting? Uh, the veggie pygmies don't appear to have heard the sounds. You suspect that plants don't have good hearing. <laughs> But that it's kind of like a regular clang. It's like clang, clang, clang. They're getting louder. Clang. Um, I'm gonna clang. Just I'm gonna pop my head out. <laughs> clang. But at the bottom of the door, <laughs> where the eye line is not. <laughs> just a whoop. Just a quick look. Uh huh. And then a shuffle backwards. Uh, okay. Uh, so you. I'm going to sit down. Do you have dark vision or not? I, can I never have remember. dark vision, obviously. Can't bloody dark vision. What's the point of a dungeon being dark anymore? <laughs> modern adventurous. Well, they didn't need to none put of, in light. Uh, none lighting. of you are even carrying torches or a lantern. Yeah. I can light my hands on fire. Doesn't count. What do I see? You can see about 60 feet away what looks like a barrel on legs. Guys, there's a barrel of ale on legs. Is it, is it me from the earlier series? No, this <laughs> this barrel is large, about eight feet tall, and oh. made of metal with stumpy metal legs coming out of the bottom of it. On top, there's sort of like a short, fat cylinder. And in the center of that, there's a big red glowing thing. Maybe like a, 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 a jewel or... A no, oh, fa it's, fatter, fatter. It's, it's the cylinder should be fatter. It's it's definitely not got ale in it, but it looks like a big barrel with a jewel in. Um, yeah. 
Nailed it. <laughs> it clangs closer and closer. And as you poke your head out down at the bottom of the door below eyeline, it seems somehow to have noticed you. Oh. And it calls out in a strange mechanical voice. Vorstadt, Hörsken Fürstenbits. Um, I put both my thumbs up and go, Ayy! <laughs> it continues to clang closer down the horror corridor. You guys have all heard this yell, by the way, uh, from this strange barrel. I thought that was just regular clanging. Just everyday clanging. That's what we agreed. Yeah. I, I'm I'm busy putting because uh, uh, you destroyed my wooden leg, uh, so I'm sort of tying it up again and putting myself on my stilts, uh, hoping that nobody has noticed. There seems to be a stir running through the veggie pygmies at uh, the sound of this cry from outside from this strange barrel creature. Are they not happy? Uh, they seem to be disturbed. They're kind of like all kind of like huddled and talking to each other in like low, hushed tones. I should point out that you don't understand them at all. So yeah, you, well you, you can tell when people are a bit jittery, can't you? You can read the body language of a vegetable. <laughs> it's, can it's... I? <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's, okay. Well, cool. D- all right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> kind of walked into that. I want to go second. <laughs> I mean, you you have got a really good insight role. Yeah, they're they're disturbed. Okay, I'm they're gonna upset. Sit. I'm gonna sit down then. They're dis- you, what? <laughs> Sorry? I'm gonna like because there's loads of them, isn't there? Yeah. So I'm just gonna sit down. You're so gonna I'm try and hide in the crowd. <laughs> I'm gonna sit down so I'm at their level, and if that thing comes in, I'm gonna uh, disguise myself to look like one of them. You're gonna hide in a ball pit of pygmy veggies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Partially because okay. I want to see Graham draw it, but also. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on brand. I mean, I mean, he's he's seen me, so I might just pop out. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna pop out. He's just gonna step out, out into the corridor. Yeah, why not? He calls at you again. He repeats the same message, but I won't because I've forgotten yeah. the nonsense I made up. Um, I'm I'm gonna continue to put my thumbs up and maybe do a little jig. Do a little dance. Just so he knows I'm friendly. I don't speak his language, but the language of dance moves everyone. That's true, that. Plus, I mean, if it was going to go all wrong, then, you know, you guys would be all right. I can uh-huh. look after myself. Okay. Done it before. You... <laughs> sure. Uh, Reverend Hatchet, uh, Mouthford. Uh, I am going to uh, vomit once more into into a pocket to, to save it. And... Um, <sighs> In case you never know when stuff comes in handy, and then because make a, make a note of it in your inventory pocket of vomit, pocket of sick, oh, uh, pocket of poison vomit. You could feed it to someone. See, still got poison. Who's going to eat vomit? <laughs> well, you're not going to offer it, but you might, you know, hold someone's nostrils and shove it down. And then, and then, because I've actually <laughs> thought about what spells I can cast for once, I'm going to cast lesser restoration on myself Ooh. and make myself not feel like vomiting. <laughs> it just means rubbing my belly and go, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 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 
I've got a glass of water and it, just... Malford. Um, uh, I've 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 uh, wrapped my wooden leg round with some rope, uh, and then I sort of stumble towards Bagsy, and I, I I come to you, and then I take you to one side, and I say, "Listen, listen, what you pulled back there, that was some dumb shit." Okay, you you broke you broke my leg, you broke my real my real leg, my real one. The strange metal barrel clangs closer and closer. <laughs> Listen, before we do anything, I just want to set the record straight, Baxi. Okay? I'm the cool adventurer type. Okay? I've got stories to tell. Maybe we can work a little bit together, huh? And not fight? Um, I, I wasn't listening. Um... <laughs> the clanging sounds come to a climactic halt and a strange metal barrel creature appears at the doorway to the cafeteria area a hush falls over all of the veggie pygmies and there is a pause as the barrel thing kind of turns one way and then the other way seemingly scanning the entire room with its big red beady eye because you assume it's an eye it's probably an eye yeah a red thing. What, on it. what did it think of my dancing? Um, it it didn't say anything, and you don't understand its language, so you have no way of telling. Oh, you may be able to read the body language of a vegetable, but you can't read the body language of a barrel. <laughs> Just standing there for a minute. Uh, would anyone like to do anything? I've disguised myself as one of the vegetables. When you say disguised yourself, <laughs> by using disguise self. Okay. <laughs> just, just to clarify, there's an important difference between using magic to change your appearance and, say, I don't know, putting a couple of leaves on your heads. One of those might work; the other one won't. That's fair. I did think about the fir- the, the leaves, but then I realised that had magic. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do something useful at least once every few. Yep, and it's going to be hide. <laughs> It's good. It's good stuff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the barrel creature turns to address the whole room at once and speaks in a loud, booming, sla- strangely metallic... Well, not strangely metallic. It's made of metal. <laughs> in a completely as-expected metallic tone of voice. Hurston Vorsgensplatz! The veggie pygmies all turn for a moment towards the one from earlier. You remember you? there was like five or six of them that you gave business cards to and they put them ahead. You remember yeah. one of those guys was yeah. like slightly more impressive looking. He seemed to be making the decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one goes, ooh, and digs around around his crotch area and pulls a red card out of his fronds and holds it up towards the barrel creature, which looks at it and then sort of beeps. Boop. And then it turns to you three, who are obviously not veggie pygmies. And it repeats its instruction. I am going to give it... Um, am I am I close to this one that just went... Yeah, it should. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just go... Worry that for a second. And then... Uh, You're just going to take it. And then <laughs> He doesn't let go. He, he clings on. He's probably stronger than you as well. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can um, give him something else like a an Electrum Ale mug, oh. and then be like, he shakes his head viciously at you. So there's a little uh, scuffle uh, going on over there with the with so the tiny vegetables. I've, I've seen that it's like the red card is like paperish card, right? It's no, it's this it's the same plastic stuff. Oh. The whore, the, the, oh, the I whore. do have a horny object. You do have to. You've got two horny objects. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him one of those. What is the one you've got? Is purple. Uh, what both of them are purple. Uh, I think what the other one was black. Oh. Which one are you doing? Um, I will go for purple because that's similar to red. So you're gonna hold it up in front of it. Yeah. Uh, it looks at it for a moment, uh, and then it makes an angry buzzing noise and repeats its demand. Um, in that case, I tear a page out of my erotic fiction and see if that does anything instead. <laughs> <laughs> it repeats its demand. Uh, I'm gonna get out one of the uh, one of the gems which which I have acquired, each worth a thousand gold pieces, uh, and wave that in the air because it's shiny. Uh, it turns its red beady eye towards you. And I ch- chuck the gem at his eye. Ah, oh, brilliant. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hoping Man. somebody would be that thick. <laughs> <laughs> Time for initiative, punks. <laughs> 99 gems, each worth a thousand gold pieces, each left. <laughs> Just lost an entire percent of your net worth. <laughs> uh, so the order of goings is, uh, oh, it's Mouthford first. <laughs> I was in the middle of a conversation right here, and then this this bloody thing's is going it a, ahead. Is it a conversation if the other person isn't listening? <laughs> I'm riding on or my pony, Maximus. <laughs> Maximus is listening. Anyway. Uh, so uh, you are disturbed from your conversation with Baxi, who nah. isn't really listening. So it's more of a monologue in Baxi's direction. As I'm okay two with long, thick, banded metal tentacles extend from the side of the barrel and begin to tentacle menacingly towards Reverend Hatchet. Oh, cool. You're just going to do nothing. Oh, uh, no. Oh, it's, it's my game? It's your game. Yeah, okay. it's your turn. Cool. Uh, I get got this thing in beat for initiative. All right. Okay. So uh, I get distracted from it. I go, fine. Uh, fine. I, I guess I'll deal with you first. And then I'll continue to monologue my adventures. Uh, I will use. Let's see. <laughs> uh, invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Such well, courage! Well known. Mouthford Higglestone vanishes from view. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to like him more and more. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty smart move. You can't you can't lie. Um, wait, the real the real question is: Is Maximus invisible as well? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn it! Jeffrey, you're up next. Um, so this this veggie pygmy won't let go of his security cards. Can I cast friends on it? <laughs> oh, you bastard! <laughs> I'm trying to save you. You can, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna cast friends on it. 
Like, uh, he, he passes his save. <laughs> <laughs> cool, that's all I can do then. <laughs> he, in fact, uh, looks as though he's going to punch you. Uh, and yeah, he does. <laughs> that's a hit. He, he try. Oh, okay, yeah, he does that. Uh, because he's only punching you, though, it only, do, it only does two damage. Yeah, that's fine. He's a bit weak. That's all right, I'm not that strong. But the other veggie pygmies around you have started to notice that you are attacking their chief. I, I didn't attack nobody. He hit me. Oh, yeah. All right. Why don't you just explain that to them in the language you don't speak? Cool. <laughs> uh, Reverend Hatchet, there's tentacles about to grab you. The wizard has vanished. And Jeffrey is arguing with your friends. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, it's all going very well. Okay. John the Octopus, go for his eye. <laughs> oh, tentacle versus tentacle. Yeah, go for the face, boy. Go for the face. So, well, okay, that's you. You can yell that at John, but that's it's. John's going to go for the face. I'm his gonna... turn is later. All right, all right. Don't worry. I'm just prepping him. He's a good boy. <laughs> he knows. He knows what to do. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and then, do you know what? Let's let's go. Let's go full nitro. Uh, I'm going to get kind of a little crack of the neck. And then I kind of like open my eyes a little bit, just pull back the pull back the peepers, uh, and then I'm gonna cast sunbeam, and uh, <laughs> and a glaring pair of sun lasers cast forth from my eyes towards this barrel of rudeness. Barrel of rudeness. I mean, who is he to come in here and go, ha, and then start his shit? It's exactly not right. a barrel of laughs, is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty much comedy gold as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, okay. Um, hmm. uh, so first of all, uh, in, indeed, a beam of brilliant light flashes out from each of your eyes uh, in a, oh dear. In a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. Each creature in the line must make a constitution saving throw, taking six dice eight radiant damage, and being blinded until your next turn if they fail. So I'd like to point out that in between you and the robot are quite a lot of veggie pygmies. <laughs> uh, and, and Bagsy. And Mouthfords. I can't well, see that though. I can't Maximus. tell that. And Malford. No! <laughs> and and Malford is invisible, so he hasn't got eyelids. <laughs> so he can't close his eyes. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yes, it is. It's, no, it's magic. Already. You can't just. It's that's no. That's not. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's do how eyelids work. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you'd be blind. Yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't be able to see if you're invisible, which yes. is like fun, but not what happens in Dungeons and Dragons. You yeah. can't just apply real world physics. <laughs> it's not how it works. I am busy shooting lasers from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, so Bagsy Badly fails a constitution save. <laughs> Mouthford Higgledy Stain. Fails a constitution say. Maximus the Shetland Pony. Fails a constitution say. And a lot of veggie pygmies fail a constitution save. What, what, what about the barrel? <laughs> so actually, we'll, we'll get to the barrel in a second. 
uh, for comedy purposes. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> so uh, everyone, everyone who's just failed that save, take thirty damage. <laughs> I'm invisible. You don't know where I am. Exactly. He doesn't to, need to know. And to it, <laughs> I couldn't avoid you. Not shooting lasers from your and, eyes would have avoided us. And I will also say you're all blind until the reference next turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as far as as far as the metal barrel goes, I'm going to need some audience adjudication for this one because a uh, it doesn't have a constitution score because it's a robot. Uh, what kind of save should it make? And b uh, it's uh, it has it takes half damage from fire or heat attacks and radiant damage didn't exist when this was written. Do we feel it? Do we feel it will be fire and heat? Yeah, it's like sunburn. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fire. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I'm gonna rule that because it's got no constitution and it can't save it. It's not blinded, but it does take the damage. Do we feel that's fair? Is fair? All right. Cool. Alright, sweet. How much damage does it take? It would take 15 damage. Or it would if ha! the ray didn't bounce off of its force fields. What? What? <laughs> you led us in one direction and you flicked it around. Where, what does that mean? Where does the, where does the bouncy ray go? Blind it. Not directly back towards you. Okay. Because there's oh, there's cool, limits cool. to my cruelty. This isn't like second edition lightning bolt in a tightly enclosed space bad. This is just kind of like I should have checked about friendly fire bats. <laughs> about a dozen veggie pygmies instantly burned to death. <laughs> Along with Maximus the Shetland pony. <laughs> can I can I just well, just, I mean, are you, are you responding to the smell of pony because you're blind? So are you just like, oh, it smells like pony in here. Maximus must be dead. Or do you have like such a strong bond with your pony? You just know its light has gone out. All I hear is his death and scream. For uh, for anyone who wasn't just paying attention quite closely, what it what it sounds like is that all the people who just died are screaming from nowhere because the screams are coming from an invisible gnome. <laughs> John the Octopus, lacking the intellectual capacity to mourn for his dead friends. <laughs> Spins through the air, eight arms akimbo, and makes three punch attacks because for some reason having eight arms doesn't give you more punch attacks. Uh, he hits once and deals five damage. Thank you, John. And the strange shimmering globe of force around this barrel creature fizzles, crackles, and vanishes. Ooh. That was intentional. Good planning, John. Next up, it's Bagsy Badly. You're blind. Oh, my husband was blind. 
Um, what do you mean was blind? I mean, I, he he is blind. I'm assuming he's still alive somewhere. But you know, now also, we've got something in common. That's nice. Your husband, your husband's, your husband was blind. Mm. He is blind. Yes. And you have the powers and powers to cure diseases and afflictions, <laughs> like and your <laughs> and your husband is still blind. Yeah, it's part of his identity, and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't want to see the world. Um, plus, I haven't told him I'm half orc, so. Um. <laughs> yeah, because it's do. worse the more I dig into your backstory. Because <laughs> you do have a child. We do have together. a child, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're, they're missing. Does he just think that you're just like a very large human woman with terrible dentistry? Yes. <laughs> what, anyway. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing on your turn? Um, as, it, as, as the barrel buggered off. You have no idea because you can't see. Okay. Um, Remember? Yeah. Uh, as I can't see, a bit, you know, like when you play peekaboo with a baby, you're like, when you can't see, you think no one else can see. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I know how babies work. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to touch myself. Um, <laughs> uh, That's my, what you do with babies, yeah. Yeah. No, well, uh, Jesus. No, I'm going to use my lay on hands to heal myself um, uh-huh. a little bit. Uh, I'm going to use 20. So Just 20? Yeah. You've got lots. What? I know, but I might need to heal these clowns. You got, you, I, I make that you've got 30 left. Is that right? Are you, are you moving? Are you, uh, oh, you, yeah. You're moving at all? No, it's not. You've got 16. Not 16, 26. 26. That's how maths works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got 26. Uh, Lay on hands points left. Uh, you've got. Do you want to stay where you are, or because you've got um, a move action left and a bonus action? Oh, lovely. Um, I will start uh, rolling around on the floor just to. So you're gonna drop prone and roll around. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I'm kind of like hot from the light, so I think I might be. On I mean, fire it's, you're not like on fire. It's like yeah. getting really bad sunburn really yeah. quickly. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna roll around on the floor and just see if I can like get a sense of what's happening. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so. Now, last of all, it is uh, the big barrel thing's turn. Because it's not actually done anything yet. He waved his arms in a very suggestive manner. He did wave his arms in a very suggestive manner. What what the barrel thing is going to do is it's going to try and wrap you up in its barrel arms and and grapple you. Um, Sorry, Reverend. That's just going to have to enjoy that. Uh, You've actually got quite good athletics. You've got a 13. Uh, It wraps its tentacles around you, but it can't seem to get a grip because you're quite burly and you're just kind of like, no, I don't want to be touched. Also slippery with vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So we've looped back around. Mouthford, um, your donkey's dead and you can't see. It's my fucking Shetland pony. Sorry. Um, if it's any consolation, you didn't see him die. No, but I, I, I you're we pretty had... sure you heard and felt him die. Yes, and we smelt him. and smelt him, <laughs> heard him, tasted him. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> and in, instead of healing myself, I'm in a, I'm I'm enraged. Uh huh. Um, and I'm blind. Yep. Yep. So I don't know what's going on. Well, My Shetland pony is dead. If you would like. 
a semi-serious suggestion. If you're really mad, you could cast a sixth-level spell at some idiot who's just to cast a sixth-level spell without any consideration for who might be caught in some friendly fire. Just, just throwing it out there. I don't know who did it though. I just know that he's dead. Well, no, because you saw you saw where the laser beam came from. Oh, I see. It was immediately after that point that you went blind. I mean, you can't be sure though. <laughs> You're right. It could have been Jeffrey. Could have been. Well, uh, I I know that <laughs> I know that the I know that the beam definitely came from you, uh, and so I, uh, I I I get my little wand out. <laughs> Not the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a time for mourning. You don't know how dwarves mourn. Uh, uh, gnomes <laughs> mourn. Uh, I get. Uh, oh, well, I'm. I'm in. I'm furious. I'm super furious, and I point oh, my okay. wand in the direction in, in where you are, uh, and I cast um, uh, grease. <laughs> Why grease? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am so angry. I wanted to cast. So I, I, I wanted. I wanted to cast disintegrate, but because of my fury, I instead went for disagrease, <laughs> and I cast grease at him. Wow. Okay. Uh. It's the only way Maximus. The only way to avenge Maximus's death. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, for a given value of uh, for a given value of Avenger. Does my plus nine intelligence come into this yeah, at it affects, all? It affects the dexterity saving uh, throw. Uh, Excellent that is needed for everyone not to fall on their butts. I'm already on the floor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in many ways, you have made the smartest decision here. <laughs> Everyone's uh, all like, "Why is she on the floor?" Uh, Jeffrey Banjo falls on his ass. All the veggie pygmies safely stand up because they scored a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reverend Hatchet really? does not fall over. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you've also got a move. Are you going to stay where you are or are you going to run in the direction of... I'm in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, I should uh, also say, for everyone else's benefit, who can see, um, because you cast a spell, your invisibility has now ended. You are a visible member. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> I mean, being invisible didn't save you last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to run... Uh, I'm, I'm going... Uh, I would like to make a, br- a hot tip here. Yes, Move yes, please do. <laughs> out of the area of that line that just attack that just happened, because I'm pretty sure yeah. Reverend Hatchet is going to do the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to go straight. No regard for anyone's safety. I'm going to go straight to those boxes, those those uh, timed little boxes where the food was coming from, and I'm going to just I'm going to be on top of them. The boxes are set into the wall, like there. Oh, okay. Then I will go inside of one. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's uh, a safe okay, haven. Like, uh, yeah, you can do that. You can climb inside one of the boxes. That's cool. that's. Can my legs be poking out at the end? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, no, the, 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 your stilts are poking out. Yeah. Yes. It, excellent. It, Very not, good. The box is not four feet long. I am happy now. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Banjo, around you, the veggie pygmies are kind of like torn between cross at you for trying to steal from their leader and horrified at the deaths of a dozen of their friends. Did they think it was funny when he fell on his arm? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I but it's know. very much a th- like bottom tier of the emotions they're feeling, yeah. really. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, how far away am I from this line that the Reverend's carved? Well, you're behind the Reverend. You're a little way further back into the room. Um, about maybe like ten feet behind the Reverend, because you're within the area of the grease. Yeah. Cool. So, can I get up and get into that line area? What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm still like next to the Reverend. Yeah. Okay. So, so you'd be you'd have to be in front of the Reverend. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. All right. I'll okay. do that and then move behind him. <laughs> After I've done this thing, what thing? Lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen the grease. Jeez. I want to do lightning, and <laughs> and he's already carved the line, so I'm not going to hit anybody else. I'm just going to hit the. I mean, you're thing. still going to hit Bagsy. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, lightning bolt makes no reference to prone giving you advantage on the dexterity saving throw. It's just, it's, it's just here. There's, I mean, it's, it's, unless you think Bagsy's got like half cover behind a pony corpse. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> That's too soon. That's too soon. <laughs> Either way, a, a, a roll of a six is not gonna, is not gonna, is not gonna see on that saving throw. Unfortunately. Um, on the plus side, neither did the robot. Hey yo! Lightning metal. It's got, it's got to be bad, hasn't it? It's got to be bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like a fool, I've only brought seventy-six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who brings seventy-six uh, to a robot fight? <laughs> That's only twenty-two damage. It's more than I've that's ever done 20, That's 22 dice damage for Bagsy. Uh, and, um, 22 damage for me. Yep. Oh, you're no longer on Oh, oh and, and it means there's a, 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 a 1% chance per hit point of lightning damage sustained that the robot will malfunction and cease operation. Ooh. I knew that. Lightning. Lightning, metal, robot, innit? Dr. Science, that's why they call me Dr. Science. Ooh, he's rolled a 24. Two, two hit points. What? Oh. That's very sad. That's fair, but I know in my heart that that happens now. So mm. Now I'm going to move behind the Reverend. Smart. Uh, and then you're going to make a dexterity saving throw because you're still in the area of effective grease. And you fall on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's worth it again. <laughs> yeah. Reverend Hatchet. So, um, I mean, so who's left in my... Uh, so in uh, in your ray of effect, there yep. are a dozen dead veggie pygmies who look as though they're probably, like, nicely kind of, like, sun-roasted. Ah, probably okay. some flavour in there. Uh, there's the corpse of Maximus, and Bagsy Badly is rolling on the floor with horrible burns and a lightning scorch. So, the robot is also kind of like smoking a little bit from the chest plate where it's been struck by lightning. Uh, so, but so so Bagsy is still in the in the area. She's yes, in the zone. Very much so. Mm, okay, that that might be. Yeah, that might be pushing it. Really, you could. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out there. You could move. <laughs> I could. I could move. Yes. Can I like what sidestep a bit? Not yeah, you could yeah, you could sidestep enough so that Bagsy's no longer in the area of effect. And Jeffrey. Jeffrey's no longer in that. 
No, Jeffrey's not in the area of effect at all. Okay. Oh, cool. Is Jeffrey now behind me? Yes. Okay. I, yeah, I kind of. Je- you can always over. assume that Jeffrey's behind people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do a little. Let's do a little Blame. shuffle. Little shuffle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The veggie pygmies noticing you moving move to give you a very wide berth. <laughs> Just they clear a little aisle for you. Quick learners. They are <laughs> smarter than they look. Let's see how you like round two. And I stare at it really intently. And then suddenly laser flash in my eyes. Laser eyes flash once again from the Reverend Sunbeam spell. It's like 20, 22 damage. It's about as shit as a lightning bolt. It's a bit shitter, actually. Uh, it looks quite badly hurt, you think. It looks as though it's got about 16 hit points left. When Just apropos of nothing. When, when, does, when is John the Octopus? Is he, is oh, he John the Octopus! Oh, no! I forgot oh. about John the Octopus! Is he going to get... John the Octopus... Oh, wait, hang on. Constitution save. He doesn't have a great constitution save. He is magic. Doesn't make a difference. John the Octopus also takes 22 radiant damage. That, I have literally no idea how many hit points he has. Well, he's a ninth level monk, so he's got quite a lot. Loads. Oh, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Sorry, he's... hang on. Hang on. Are, you, so are, you, are, are you Malford Higglebystain, the two-foot gnome wizard on two-foot stilts that came into this dungeon riding a pony? <laughs> Confused by the absurdity of an octopus with class levels. No, I no, I'm just I'm just jealous that his animal friend got to live and mine didn't. Maximus the Shetland Pony wasn't a ninth level monk. <laughs> he Maybe was. He, he was should have been. He was in. He no. Sorry, he wasn't. So- John, John the Octopus, uh, shrugging off the. Well, he's the not ri- shrugging anything off. Uh, he's I tell you he's what, hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, like, both but physically and emotionally, because uh, you just zapped him with a laser. Uh, he shrugs it off, and he's still got six tentacles left after shrugging. <laughs> so continue battering. Uh, they, John, John the Octopus, f- flurry of tentacles, flurry of tentacles. And make a kind of a way, kind of you know, flailing motion with my arms to, to give him the idea, to get, so he gets the gist. Uh, so John the Octopus with a flurry of tentacles hits twice, dealing eleven damage. Then got five hit points left, and because um, why not? He also knocks it to the ground. Yes. Bagsy badly. You're no longer blind. Uh-huh. You're on the ground. And uh-huh. just as you as your vision returns, you find yourself looking straight into the red beady eye of the robot. Um, I could always try and get the eye out. Gouge the you could. stone. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let me just see how I'm going to do that. Um, can I just hit it really hard with my maul? Um, <laughs> like bash its face in. Yes. Um... I'll use the level two spell slot for that. Well, no, no, you hit it first, and oh, then okay. you decide whether you want to. Because if you if you oh, miss, yeah. you just wasted your spell. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's not. See if I hit it. Christ, you do. <laughs> ah, was that un- was that a natural? 20? It was a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just out of 
of interest. Seeing yeah. as it's a natural 20, yeah. a level 1 spell slot would probably do, seeing as it's only got 6 damage left, and then I can uh, keep my uh, level. I mean, if you want to get really specific about it, I do. Uh, then because your maul does 2d6 plus 1d8 plus 5 damage anyway, there's yeah. literally no way you could fail to kill it. Yeah. I just but, just however... If you want to use your spell slots, then you've got a higher chance of doing ridiculously high damage that will make the audience go, ooh, because they're impressed by big numbers. Are you, are you guys actually impressed by big numbers? <laughs> All right, I'll do it for them. What, what level of spell slot uh, do you want to spend? Two. Your second level. <laughs> okay, so that means that this uh, robot with five hit points left... Uh, is going to take 4d6 <laughs> plus 8 dice 8 plus 5 damage. <laughs> that's, that's 14 just off of the d6s. <laughs> Suddenly the robot's family comes in through a door and just watches it. <laughs> 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 you deal 60 damage to the robot and just the jewel pop out like yeah you crush its entire cylindrical head in one mighty blow of your maul and the little red uh, eye jewel pops out and skitters across the floor and lands just in front of you I'm going to pick that up and put it in my fanny pack <laughs> a hush descends over the room as the veggie pygmies stand in awe of you having slain this mighty robot. You're welcome. <laughs> However, this battle is not won without cost. Okay. Also lying dead are 12 veggie pygmies, two of John's arms, and Maximus the Shetland pony. <laughs> Was it worth it? <laughs> Is violence ever the answer? Why did this robot attack everyone? <laughs> All these questions and more answered after the break! <laughs> You've been listening to the Tales of Adventure podcast. The Dungeon Master was played by Steve Clements. Bagsy Badley by Alice Taylor Matthews. Reverend Hatchet by Tom Bridges. Trim Tosscobble by Cat Murphy. And Jeffrey Banjo by Steve Brown. Follow us on Twitter at at Tales underscore Adventure. On Facebook at Official TOA Show. And join us in the audience with tickets from improvtheatre.co.uk. See you next time for some more Tales of Adventure. By the way, you look lovely today.